Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on today's episode, I regret buying second-hand office furniture off Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> and the Susan Lucchini Lifetime Achievement Award goes to you. <laughs> you. <Woo>. Finally, <laughs> we're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I Ooh. put my out of office on. I My out of office has been on, but it has not stopped the emails this time. And I'm like, really, people? Yeah, my, mine is more... I'm off, obviously, 26th for Boxing Day and 27th for um, one day of recuperation. <laughs> I was about to say, recouping. Recouping, like, the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of... I don't want to have to put it on. Mm-hmm. But I'm also... I, I, I'm not dealing with stuff. I'm I'm on vacation. I'm telling yes. the universe I'm on vacation for two days. And... <laughs> Do not interrupt me. <laughs> because all it takes is, like, you know, something to happen... And, you know, it's Christmas. There's always a death over Christmas. Mm. There's some a certain someone could die over Christmas and we all have to at least put a message out. Right. And if I'm not... If, I, if, if, if there's an out of office on, then they have to contact me a bit more aggressively. Yeah. Because... So that's why I do it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm out of office till next Thursday and then I've got two days of just archiving imagery. Well, I almost... I almost... Was like this is gonna be my petticoat lane. It, it's not going to be. But it's like I was getting emails today, which I've been off for an entire week, and they're like, "We really need a response back to you on this." And I'm like, "It is the Friday before Christmas. No one is getting a response." Yeah, back. that's just not cricket, baby. I'm, that's I'm like, not cricket. I'm like, no. And then looking at what the email is, I'm like, this does not even warrant a response in the new year. Like it can yeah. go away. Like if you need a response, email it me again on second. Like, so. Before we go on to our weeks, I know you've had a very relaxing one. How are you feeling about Christmas? I'm feeling rather good about Christmas. I I feel like, you know, everything has come together. I have one more thing that has to be delivered tomorrow, and then I'm set. So we're recording this to Friday, Mm -hmm. so it is the 22nd, Mm -hmm. so... We're both. Everyone now is officially countrywide off-ish for Christmas. Yes. Apart from the hubs, who is working tonight? Right. But that's and the just, priest, the who priest, is working. They're all working tonight. <laughs> yeah. So that that. But we are officially the nine to five workers are We're pretty off. much done now. So yeah. I'm I'm feeling good. I I'm anxious that we are running out of time to watch Love Actually. Mm. Well, let's do it tonight. Yeah, I think I think that might just have to be it. Mm-hmm. And the Grinch and Happy Christmas Carol. We did do a lot this week actually but well not really a lot we had a really good week which mm-hmm. we go into but I know I feel this this year's feel, felt really really compressed and mm-hmm. you know I loved having my mother-in-law and my parents here but I, I said to the hubs the other day you know we got uh, Dwayne Bug uh, just probably less than a month before mum arrived mm-hmm. and you remember how much of a you remember the first podcast recording of the two dogs yes. and how we had to like break up the kitchen <laughs> and <laughs> there was a DMZ there was an entire yeah. war zone and like, so I, I and as much as you know I, I love Buggle it, it hasn't really stopped since he arrived we mm-hmm. had to be very conscious then we had the parents here then we went straight from the parents to the marathon Marathon's Thanksgiving Thanksgiving I had to do all the cards get everything designed 
I do feel like I've had some good times and actually it was like a chat last week with the hub saying, mm-hmm. you know, you need to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So be in the moment. Be in the moment. Yes. But it, it does. And even like this week, the podcast, because Monday, I forgot why we didn't, I did start editing a podcast on Monday and it got later. And so... The reason why is because you had a party on Saturday. We had a party Saturday and then I thought, something happened Monday night and I can't remember... Mm. So I ended up editing the podcast for a bit and then had to finish it off Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So that really, it just, it just was a lot. And then, Wednesday, yeah, well, and then yeah. Wednesday we were like doing, I was like, I need to sit down and actually plan. And I did plan, I planned out Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. but even then it was like, okay, checking weights, measurements, what's this, what's the shopping list? Do we have this? Do we have that? And solstice, it just all, and it just, and, and it's, and it's been a lot of navigating. So I am, I am ready. I'm, I, I said we've got a busy ish weekend. Sundays is going to be completely. Well, Hubs is working. He's doing free gigs, so he's going to be out of it. So my plan is to start early mm-hmm. if the potatoes and go from there. Well, and then the priest is doing their same three gigs. Bigs, yeah. <laughs> So but he's not joining us for margaritas, though. It'll just be the three of us. For oh, that. is he not going to do the Mexican restaurant? No, apparently he's got another dinner he's got to go to. Oh. Ecclesiasticals. Oh, well. Well, you come over, won't you, like at about five? Yeah, yeah, yeah then, I'll come over about five. Then we might over. do brunch because I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. But Sunday, I said to like, the hubs, we, we, you've you got to do brunch because otherwise you're not going to eat till set. It's going to be spotty, spotty. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm kind of want to know what he wants to do of the day if he just wants like a chill day mm-hmm. like in between because he's got about five hours no probably less than actually but four three out three four hours actually between gigs mm. so we can just you know if he wants to sit there and we can do some avocado toast but it is it, it this is adulting i do as much as people moan about going back to their family mm-hmm. um you know i really like spending time with my parents and i loved christmas you know and if i you know was, was to patch things up with my dickhead brother probably it'll be you know a nicer Christmas but I do I think that's probably why I don't know about you I love Christmas movies where people go home for Christmas because I don't think we don't get that break we adult so much through the year and we don't get that downtime with parents well but I feel like my thing is like if I were to go home I would still be the one having to adult because my dad would look at me and be like oh no you're home you need to plan Christmas for everyone so that I'm not doing it. And I'm like, why do I have to get to it? Or if it was, I went to see my mom, it would be like constantly doing something. And I'm like, I, I know. So like, I feel like I actually have a better break here in DC. So what is Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. We, go, we, we, we are like on topic. We're not on topic. This is a whole episode. Oh, yeah. We have got a beautiful episode it's for you. wonderful. We are doing the first annual Chrissy Awards We'll talk about it later. later, but keep listening for that. Trust me, you might be nominated. Anyone's nominated for anything. It's true. It's true. Anyone. It's like Time Person of the Year in two thousand and two. That was the year that Taylor, everyone everyone might. Oh, that was a bit. Of a, yeah. Oh God, that's so that's so millennial, <laughs> so Gen Z. But okay, so before we go on, because we don't have a messy bitches this week, because apparently last week we were perfect, and also I was too flat out to set a poll, um, I was like, do I do like best of Bond? I'm like, no. no. Though, saying that, cleaning up last week quickly, you guys were brilliant, because we try and engage people, and it's like, 
drawing blood from the stone sometimes. Yes. It's an oversaturated industry. Turns out a shirtless picture of Pierce Brosnan brings all the boys to the yards. Exactly. And all of everyone that I'm friends with, like on Instagram through the podcast, was like commenting. I was like, oh, okay, this is what I, got you? Yeah. Okay. I don't think people realize how hot he was. Even I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a hot photo. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I had a few friends. So anyone out there that did comment with daddy, hey, this one's for you. <laughs> but please also listen to the podcast. Yeah. But no, out of all the films, recently especially, mm-hmm. If you had to go home to one family, mm. what film gets it for you? And do you need me to say mine first while you're thinking? Um, yeah, because I don't know where I'm going with this one. See, I think The Family, I know it's not your favourite film, uh-huh. Single All The Way. Kathy Najimy as Christmas Carol, that sister, I think that sounds fun. That might be the hubs' other present. So we had a brief interruption there because literally the remainder of my presents have been delivered (laughs) and I was nearly said to Daniel, ooh, let's open it because I want to see what this one looks like and realise actually his one's in there as well. So, um, (laughs) no, I think Single Away for me, it's it's the hallmarky level of Christmas, Uh but there's that cuntiness to it. There's Caffeine and Jimmy who's brilliant, but also I always forget the sister from Schitt's Creek. The bit where they're in the middle of like, first of all, her husband's really hot and they own a bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me that's not a good time. But also, I do like the fact that she's like, we need alcohol to get through this. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Because I'm done with these. Oh my it's God. True. <laughs> I hate a Hallmark movie that begins with, I know you're hot chocolate or that, what? It's chocolate and cream and marshmallows. Great. You are such a good friend. Yeah. Add some red wine to it. Make mm-hmm. it um, So I think the family for me that really captures it. The Family Stone. I do... Something about that dynamic, it felt like my family. Yes. Watching it. Like, the craziness that was going on with, like, different factions. But honestly, Kate Winslet and the holiday, like, that's what I want for my vacation. Like, to be by myself in Southern California. <laughs> like, relaxing. <laughs> Did you see... I know we, we said we're moving away now. I sent the article, and the hubs was a little bit, like, against it. Because he was like, it was very much from a Gen Z perspective. And we're both, like... Uh, well oh my god is this allowed you know and we're like shut the fuck up but actually the the, the holiday whereas love actually is still very popular but there's a lot of explorations as to it and you know I I think they're very harsh on it unnecessarily but whereas the holiday yes it does have some issues and when you listen to the Silver Screeners podcast coming out soon Mm -hmm. you will find how we do discuss some of the issues and how the blame is pulled onto Cameron Diaz, etc., about certain things. Yeah, is that actually it's they've noticed it's gained popularity, mm. and I think that it's part of the reasons that I say on the podcast. But it is very cozy. Mm, it's very cozy. But that article referenced the article you showed me about mm. Cameron Diaz's wardrobe, oh, and, yeah. sat, <laughs> and they, they actually are now saying now that they've looked at it. 15 years later, that's peak winter wardrobe. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Truly is. It's what we all aspire to be. She spent all that time just lounging about in monochromatics in South England. Daniel, this week, have you been lounging about monochromatics? Not afraid to wed white because you don't have kids. 
yes, I've been doing that the entire week. It's been a lot of blues, though. But yes, yes. I've been lounging about. Like, it's been wonderful. Did you, I, do, so I have to ask, do you set intentions for your lounging about? Like, what am I doing today? Yeah, I do. It'll either be like, oh, I'm going to do a little bit of like personal research for an hour, and then I'm going to read. And then I'm going to like watch a movie for yeah. like three hours. Like, There's always something that I'm doing while I'm lounging where it's like, ooh, let's just be cozy and like call up a few people. Nice. You know, that, that that's my lounging. And it's been a wonderful week, Ashley. Do you feel like it's working for you? Yes, I feel like I'm decompressing from my job with the exception of, like I said, those stupid emails that keep coming in that I'm just like, doesn't matter if I answer this. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were, we've been trying to wrap up work. It's been going well. I'm, I'm at that. I get a bit of anxiety regarding am I doing enough work? And mm-hmm. it's been a bit of a weird year of a role readjustment. But... I think I managed to do this week well. Good. There are a lot of distractions on the lead up to this week, you know. Well, it's like everyone's trying to cram everything in. in. Yeah. Luckily, and also like trying to go out and get like groceries is just because you you're like, well, I could yeah. do it this weekend, but then you're going to giant the weekend of Christmas, mm-hmm. and you're in for trouble. So that I felt like there was still kind of a lot, not a lot to do, mm-hmm. but we got all the most of the. I think they're pretty much done now. The cards sorted, but good. <laughs> no, it's it's been good, and and now that Hubs's presents are here, we can start wrapping them, but. Yeah, it's been good. We had a good weekend. We did our Christmas party, which was nice. It was very fun. Sorry you lot couldn't all be here, but it was a lot of fun. We had used to have these real banger parties, and then COVID kind of killed a lot of that off. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like... I, th- I thought it was a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, it was definitely like uh, one of those where you turn around and realize like your house is full and it's really nice. And we had yeah. know, good people there. Loads of foods. We did all the sausage rolls and the mince pies and stuff. So good. So no, it was a real, it was a real good one. And then Sunday, I ended up kind of watching the Bills game again, but Mm. kind of slightly bladdered. And did we go out before? Y'all went to brunch. I was just like, I've had my cure at home and I'm napping. Yeah, we went to brunch. (laughs) I was hungover. Yeah, because the matinee idol stayed over because he lives quite far out. And we were like, please stay. And he did. Don't drive. Don't drive. So we stayed over and then we got brunch. And then after, so we went for dinner that evening with friends and I suddenly was wasted. And like, (laughs) Hubs was like, are you going to, I think he was a bit pissed. And he was like, why, you shouldn't be this drunk. You know, (laughs) sitting there in a really nice formal meal going, I'm all good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Max. Well, no, I just don't know how all of a sudden I, I just ended up just... Did the red wine sneak up on you? Probably. Mm-hmm. Red wine. Mm-hmm. Talking of alcohol, Daniel, yes. what have you got for us as we wander around our Barefoot Contestors' lovely garden? So, this evening we are going to be having a very lovely Lamarco Rosé, so it's going to be a Prosecco that is... A blush prosecco. Do you want to pop that bitch? I do want to pop that bitch. Way. My part of Ina's garden mm-hmm. is what have we got in front of us? We have a cracker in front of us. We have two Christmas crackers. Oh yeah. So for those that don't know, for America, these are the British tradition. They are a cardboard, um, what's like a parcel. They are very hard to find over here with a snap. But the idea is you pull them. We're gonna have photos on um, Twitter at Beardy Bitch Pods. And hopefully the Instagram at some point, uh, <laughs> but they are um, they contain. Well, we'll explain what they contain after. But so Daniel, you grab one end of mine, and I'll grab that, and then we are going to pull. 
Way, I won both. And I uh, there you go. All right. So that was a, you get a crack in it. Woo. And then inside, oh, I've got a beautiful oh. lapel pin with the Union Jack on it. Very nice. I too have I think, one. Yeah, I think they're quite, these are Union Jack designs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wear that and. Uh, oh, never mind. That's the other gunpowder. It's like, there's something else in there. <laughs> so you should then have a paper crown. Yes. Right. So put the paper crown on. Yep. But in these, we also mm -hmm. get stupid jokes. Mm -hmm. So actually, this is a joke and a fact. So I'll do yeah, my, fa I'll do my fact, <laughs> we'll do our facts first. Okay. What does CPR stand for in medical emergencies? Uh, I don't know. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Oh, very good. That's your fact. What's the medical term for low blood sugar? Glucose something? Hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia, okay. And my joke, uh -huh. why are ghosts so bad at lying? Because you can see right through them. Boom, boom. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a classic one. So what did the fish say whenever it swam into a wall? Ouch. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that is British Christmas for everyone. Yay. And now that's a moment of levity and we have alcohol, yes. let's do the news. The news. This is the portion of the podcast where we discuss things that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. So, should I do it first? Yes. But my last one, my big one, we'll wait till after you've yeah, done yours. Yeah. Y'all know, explain why. Sorry, I know we're going behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, first things first, the car, we got to talk about this. Or not so talk, I want to mention that it's on our radar. Yes. The Colorado Supreme Court has kicked Trump off the state's 2024 primary ballot for violating the U.S. Constitution, i.e. Jane Sick. Yes, citing the 14th Amendment and inciting um, uh, treasonous activities. It's very big they've made this statement. I think at the moment it's just a statement. We don't know what this is actually going to mean. Yeah. So we're not really going to discuss it. No. Until we know, because it's going to change everything. Yeah, it was one of these. I was at Cork whenever it was announced with the priest. We were having a very impromptu dinner. That was nice. And we're at that point, we're just like, we need some bubbles. <laughs> yeah, so we are keeping an, we are keeping a Bitches with Beards eye out on it. Mm -hmm. We do sort of have a policy. And again, we're going to peek behind a cultural curtain, as we like to say. Yes. But we tend... We like to have a little bit of completion when we discuss stories yes so but, if it's in the middle of the story we're not going to cover it <laughs> but it is yeah it's it's going to be interesting and i'm the way that politics has gone this last few years it every victory feels like what the hell is going to come back at us yes. so i'm a little bit worried yes but anyway so we're going to move on to the next story which isn't even actually that better <laughs> no it's not uh, but um as probably people have read jonathan majors has been dropped by marvel following his trial conviction so yes he was convicted of sexual assault it? yes yes and a lot of other things regarding his ex-partner yeah it's interesting i've still not seen a second half of loki season two i'm not sure how they end it because he's a major character in that they were building up to him the 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 
the Marvel 4, 5, and 6, this phase, whereas the 1, 2, 3 was Infinity War, this one's explored the multiverse, the idea of the different incarnations of, you know, different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kang the Conqueror he was playing was the big villain, the idea being that he has multiple incarnations across it, and actually the end of the Ant-Man film, you did see the multiple incarnations, like millions of them. Mm. So... They've already established one character, multiple characters with the same face. And that face now can't be there. It's like the worst character out of all of them to to have to do something. It would have been different had it been like, not that we would want this, but had it been like Loki that had, you know, been Mm. the one, you know. Not that Tom ever would. No, Tom would never. But I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a different dynamic at that point. So it's, it's obviously terrible what he's done. He has been convicted, which is why we're discussing it. Yes. Uh, but he... I don't know that he's been sentenced, but he was found guilty. Sentencing's next, yeah. yeah. So I think he could get jail time, but uh, it's... Absolutely. You never kind of if know. If restitutions yeah. of some sort. So we shall see how they're going to go next. But with everything that's kind of happened, and I know like a couple of weeks back we did discuss the franchises at the moment, this is not good. No, And obviously no. it's not good. It's not the situation that Marvel who are struggling need to be in. Well, it's one of these, like, Marvel is sort of down, like it's losing steam, and then you have this, it's like, where do you pivot at this point? Yeah. Well, where Marvel on Disney could pivot Mm -hmm. is focusing on the next good news story. Okay. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have plans to create an Ojibwe dub. Ojibwe. Ojibwe. Thank you. (laughs) I try my best. Dub- I have to use this term in work. So oh, good. So you can help me with this one. Yeah. So it's just it's in it's a it's a tribe. It's a First Nation tribe in Canada. Yes. And they are working to create a um, a dub, not just a uh, subtitle, an actual dub of Star Wars: A New Hope. Ooh, and I just thought it's a really nice. nice story. Yeah, it's very nice. It's all about inclusivity the, and you know bringing it in. Yeah. So I saw nice. that and thought of thought of the podcast and Star Wars. There we go. And we'll move on now to Daniel. What are your stories? So, for our listeners who like Eurovision, like the two of us like Eurovision, thank you, Max, for getting me addicted to it. Uh, BBC announced that Ollie Alexander will be representing the UK in the 2024 Eurovision contest in Malmo, Sweden. Big years, 50th year since Apple won. 15th year since Apple won. It's going back to Sweden because Lorraine won last year. This is her second win. So, so it's it's convenient. It's convenient. It was a good song. Yes. It was a good song. Not I, as good as her first song. Not as good as her first song, but it was a good song, we'll put it that way. We do have reports from my my person at base camp. Uh, Mother is very excited. She adores Ollie Alexander. I think she refers to me yeah. as she is the lovely Ollie Alexander. So Ollie Alexander, for those who do not know, uh, was the lead frontman in the band Years and Years. That's now a solo project, is what I've learned from doing the research this week. Yeah, because they never mentioned the... So is he... Is it still Years and Years? Oh, is this going to be a solo project? Do the Years and Years still exist? I don't think Years and Years still exist. Yeah. I think it is more to just Ollie at this point. Yeah. Um, he was also in It's a Sin um, recently on television. Yes, so, uh, I still need to watch it too, so you're not alone on that. But anyways, we wish him the best yes. as he represents the UK. Mum reckons we'll be on the left-hand side of Ollie. Mm. So the leader ball, the ball is split between the left and the right, just because how it's lit. so. If you want to be on the left, that's the the closest to the top. Yeah, I, I think that's probably probably what's going to yeah. happen. So in another bit of news catch-up. Um, so I mentioned this, I think, two weeks ago. So Sarah Paulson is on Broadway right now. Yes. For the 
stage play appropriate. It is getting rave reviews. It was opening week last week. Uh, her co-star, um, Elle Fanning, was supported by her sister Dakota Fanning at one of the opening nights. I saw Elle was in it. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, that's a good cast. But that being said, Sarah Paulson and Elle Fanning are also garnering Tony Award yeah. mutterings about best and supporting actress right now. So we're going to see how this plays out. I get the impression, because Sarah Paulson's done two films now with Kate Blanchett, because mm-hmm. she did Carol and they did Ocean's... Eight. Eight, that was one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they aren't allowed to do interviews together anymore because they giggle too much. Yeah. So I do think that Sarah Paulson's got a really good rapport, and I imagine for it, that's coming across in the in this show. So maybe yeah. try and get... I mean, they do limited runs, though, plays. That's the trouble. They're doing very limited runs, but it is one of the only sold-out productions currently going on right now. Well, around Christmas, that's what we need. Yes, absolutely. My last little bit of news... One of our personal favorites, Don French. Dame Don. Dame Don has revealed on the Tonight Show with Andrew Marr that in either late 2024 or early 2025, there will be a new comedy series with her in it. There has been no talk as to what it is going to be, whether, but it will not be a sequel to The Victor, Vicar of Dibley, is what she said. No, well, the, the sad thing of The Vicar of Dibley is that all that cast have died. Only her and Hugo are still right. alive. Which I'm like, that would not a show make. So you know. I think there's still room, but I don't think they can ever go back. Now I'm curious. I'm hoping it'll be late 2024 because we tend to do certain sitcoms start either in January or they might start and run into the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as who's who she's working with on this. I have no clue. It didn't sound like she was working with Saunders on it, but. She did say that she wanted to fight to have the characters as offensively outrageous as possible, and that she wanted it to be comparable to Abfab, but not Abfab, I yeah. stretch. Just, you know, the over-the-top offensiveness that, that is Edie and Pat's, you know. I think something that caliber, but not that. Because it was still working out how they're going to do the, what we presume to be an Abfab spin-off. Right. Which, again... But it didn't sound like it was that either, so I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Well, if they want inspiration for anything outrageous, they might as well just look to the Senate. Exactly. This broke last week because I had an office Christmas party, my team party mm-hmm. on Friday. We had to do our recording on, on Thursday, and right. that was fine. We had a really good week, plenty to do, and Bond turned out to be very popular. Yes. Also was popular. <laughs> what was also popular? popular. Oh. Vamping at this point in time. Uh, was the video of the yeah. Senate tweak. Yeah, we're going to call Senate Twink. Yeah, who what was popular was Senate Twink's arsehole. Yes. So, Daniel, do you want to explain? So there was late breaking news. Literally, what would have been like thirty minutes before we were starting to record, a friend of mine sent me a text message like, "Have you seen this?" I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Um, there, for lack of a better word, in the Senate hearing room, is a Twink bottom being railed to within an inch of his life, being. Yeah, railed within an inch Gage, of Gage, Gage yeah. podcast, big fans of, have used the term railed. Uh-huh. Matt Rogers on Las Calcheristas has used the elegant term of Olympic level bottoming. Yes. Uh, let's just say there with was... With the girthiest of German sausages. Yes, there was a very, very petite twink that was... I, I don't know where the member was going, we'll put it that way. But it's it was come out fi- of the belly button, I think. I, it was filmed for all its glory. So when I saw person filmed having sex, mm-hmm. okay, we are not condoning public sex. We are also not condoning anything that besmirches a institution, quite right. frankly. Um, 
We're also saying be smart enough not to film at your place of work. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give this. We've just hit the 30 minute mark on uh-huh. this. I'm going to give us five minutes to discuss this because we could do a whole episode on it. So okay. we're going to do this quickly. I thought he was filmed. He was filmed by the top. He knew yeah. he was being filmed. Yes, absolutely. His face was in shot intentionally and you could tell he was where trying was to... Where he was at. Where yeah. he was at. So I thought he... I was like, oh, was he called giving a blowjob? No, he filmed. He put it on Twitter. It was in a friend's group. It got released. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have a lot of people listening to this. Do I be befriended through Twitter? I, I think you have all become friends. Mm-hmm. I would not put public sex videos out with anyone. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the thing that was also that came up is then he makes a statement on LinkedIn, which has been what all the gays in DC have been talking about because the statement was essentially like, I'm being persecuted because of who I'm loving. And we're like, honey, you're not being loved. You were in a jock strap <laughs> with a giant ass dick up your ass. And I'm sorry, that took preparation. Mm-hmm. It's you were ready for this. This was not a Matt Hancock fumble in the jungle this was you decided that you were going to have yourself filmed getting railed in the senate on amy klobuchar's face yes you had the ice cube diet for at least two days prior i was about to say he has been <laughs> sucking on ice cube because that big old dick could call big old problems down there yeah i am so i I don't appeal, uh, believe in shaming, but what's been very interesting is I listened to three, like, probably heavily gay podcasts that have discussed it, yeah. and all have said, you know, I'm really angry at the guy for basically just not just not owning it, yeah. owning up to it, and just saying, like, I'm, I'm being persecuted. He sounds like George fucking Santos. Yes. Oh, it's not, no. Which were the other memes we, that were going, we're going around. around? Yeah. And it was, you did know what you were doing. Yeah. And so you went in intentional. You thought basically you were going to take this, you were going to get on a couple of OnlyFans pages, you were going to make a bit of money. That's me coming to presumptions. I hold these opinions. But don't tell me, again, if, if you had got caught blowing someone and someone filmed it and put it on Twitter. That is revenge porn. There was no intention. But as far as we are aware, you gave permission to get filmed. You put it up. If it had been the yeah. top that had put it up online, that would again be a different story. Right. But you but that's contro- not what happened. He controlled this narrative and yes. it didn't go that... And someone else finished it for him and it didn't go the way he thought it would. Literally finished it for him. <clears throat> but there are theories that he is a plant. That it's been set up by people with... Because in his face, he was in a jock strap as well. Yes. It, like, they were both in jock straps, from what I can. Well, I'm going to be very honest. So, I watched it three times. The first time, I watched it in complete and total shock of, like, oh my god, what am I seeing? The second time I watched it, it was like, does this look like this is an AI thing? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the Senate hearing room. Like, does this look like it's an AI thing? Prince Louis' finger turns up. Right. And then the third time I watched it, <clears throat> I poured a martini and did a Lucille Bluth, and I was like, good for you you know I was just like I didn't see a bit of poppers with that one but at the same time I'm sitting here and I'm like you intentionally had sex in a Senate hearing yeah like Like, and I think he thought I think he presumed infamy infamy would pay better doesn't always so it's going to be interesting to see what happens it's not really been picked up by straight media I'm I'm curious to see anything really comes from this I, I do have suspicions that he wasn't so much pushed into doing this, but there was um, some healthy suggestioning. 
probably I was. was. But I really don't know what he thought he was going to get away with doing it. We shall see. Oh, this may be the last time we talk about this. It's not going to be the last time we joke about this. No, by any means. Like, But this is last year's conversation. And I will say that there was a second incident that uh, came to light yesterday. Well, this is the other issue. Yeah. Is that, you know, everyone knows things happen in workplaces. Yeah. And on the Senate, they are very, very discreet. And this is going to blow it up a bit. And it's going to ruin it for a lot of good people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's been that's pretty much been all we talked about this week. It has been a lot of like group chats. But Daniel, that. what's been culture for you? Culture for me this week, I was a little bit bougie. I'm just gonna call it what it is. I was bougie last week, starting my vacation. I bought the most wonderful food, creme fraiche, and I have been using it on everything. Bagels. I've been making sauces, aiolis. It's wonderful. My drink of the week, an olive oil infused martini. Recommendation, kids. Make sure you watch the measurements and you don't put too much olive oil in there because your stomach will not like you the next day. Oh, it makes you shit, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Let's just say I was ready to be railed by the German I read sausage. a story. <laughs> I love a BuzzFeed list and someone said that they were they, their cousin was told by their granddad that if you drink um, two shots of olive oil, it lines your stomach yeah. and you could drink heavily. So the, the kid did it and shat himself at the bar. Yep. Yeah, let's just say that actually happened. So, um, next time you need to get ready, <laughs> olive oil, there you go. My songs of the week, Hey Santa by Carney and Wendy Wilson. I had a little bit of throwback there. Carney Wilson of... Yeah. I love it when she's on Ross Matthews' podcast and you just fart into a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, also, Hard Candy Christmas, Dolly Parton. Like, it's a good throwback right there. My movies of the week, I had to start my Bond Christmas, yeah. so I watched Casino Royale. Also, White Christmas, and we watched Mixed Nuts last week, and that was a very interesting We did film. watch Mixed Nuts. I forgot we watched Mixed Nuts, actually. It's one of these, like, had you told me that Nora Ephron did this film, I'd be like, no, no, she didn't. Again, it God, feels so different. Listeners, it's on stuff. Peacock. Just yeah. give it a go. It's Steve Martin. It's a very, it's a very Christmas movie. It's quirky. It's, it's quirky, quirky, but it is not, it's not in the best spirits in places. It's yeah. weird. But I, June Daniel Raphael loves it, and I thought I'll give it a go. But I actually, it's very of that era, and I think the the opening sequence of him cycling through California while they sing dreams, yeah. I'm dreaming of a what that Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really clever. But no, it goes off on one and interconnectedness of the characters and stuff. It's it's very clever. It's very very clever. Uh, Television of the week finished up Gilded Age. And we have news that they've been picked up for season three. Yay. Yes. I think that's nice going to... That's the only thing sometimes about watching shows after they've done. Because we're yeah. going to do January for Gilded Age. And like, yeah. if we found out it's been cancelled, then it's like, why are we watching it? But I will say, like, the last ten minutes of the season finale were phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard some stuff. Yeah. Like, it's cut. Not heard, but people have said it, it's really picked up. Yeah, I was just like, yes! <laughs> we're so ready for this plot point. How about you? What was your culture this week? My culture this week really was uh, Barbie and television together. I would mm. definitely say check out SNL this week. I don't mm. usually drop stuff in that's really that big and mainstream. Kate McKinnon was back. Also, we had Christian Wig and oh, I can never remember Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of sort of cameo throughout on some multiple sketches. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like it felt like um, SNL All Stars. Fair. But also the the guest, um, the musical guest was Billie Eilish and did uh, What Am I Made Of 
for Moana May 4th and Barbie with Greta Gerwig made a cameo appearance mm-hmm. just it, this was a really good episode so I really highly recommend checking it out and the ABBA Christmas album sketch was fucking phenomenal <laughs> uh, food this week I see my second batch of mince pies came out a lot better they didn't, I did yes your sausage rolls were amazing sausage rolls were I was really proud of them so that's that's. I won't do any more for Boxing Day because it's just i got to work out other stuff Yeah. but I did cauliflower soup I did like a curry cauliflower soup mm-hmm. which I like film this week uh, Boy and Heron which is Studio Ghibli new one come out Miyazaki yes. yeah it was excellent it was definitely goes off on a weird place so I have a question have you seen Miyazaki films before? I've seen Spirited Away, okay. but I've not seen like stuff like House Moving Castle and all that. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan of animation. I know you're not, which I was shocked yeah. when you said you were seeing it. I'm I was trying like, oh. to see it because I, I, I find it quite... I love animation as a technical thing, and I've always wanted to get into animation and actually do some experiments with it, but I find it hard to engage with certain yeah. things. You know, I'm always like, ooh, what's the live-action version going to be like? But this... Whereas was, I view it as an art form. So yeah, like, it yeah. is. And I so I consciously went on Wednesday to say, or Tuesday, it was either that or Wonka. And I'm not... I love Roald Dahl. I love the Willy Wonka books. I, I, I just find him hard as a character to root for. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, but then after this, like the um, Aquaman I want to go and see because I couldn't just easily watch Jason Momo for two hours. After this, the films that are coming out, I probably won't get to see Wonka now yeah because I think next week Colour Purple's out and I'm oh, persuaded because yes. the Hub's yes. had a bad incident at Signature Theatre with that but mm-hmm. he really wants to go and see the film mm-hmm. so let me know when you see that yeah I'm thinking maybe because we've got a day off Wednesday because um, I don't really want to wait an extra week yeah but no so that's that um, and as I'm had everything lines up um, Christmas Roundup I said we did Binks Nuts did Home Alone 1 and 2 mm-hmm. Really, really love those films. It's such a tight script. Uh, Very British Problems, which is a British docu-drama about um, documentary fly in the wall, people talking about discussing issues around Britain. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I, I had to place it. I was like... But the, Chris, like, the no. Christmas special gets me all homesick, but it's brilliant. Mm. We did Ted Lasso Christmas special because you get to see Hannah Waddingham sing. Yes. And I did Dibley. Because yeah. like, I did the first Christmas special and then I moved through season two to mm. the second. Yeah. Then I've got two more Christmas specials because she did more of them. Yeah. Whew, that was a long week. I think I need a break. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's us back from our break. Our glasses are charged, and you're about to experience the first annual Chrissy Awards 75th edition. It could be forever, or it might go down in flames. It could be. It's already gone down in flames probably quite a bit. (laughs) I'm excited, Daniel, but tell me, what are the Chrissy Awards? The Chrissy Awards are us looking back at our year in review for the podcast about those things that are gay, gay, Jason, a little bit camp, lifts us gagged and gooped and fluttered and flustered and all over the board. Or just stumbling drunk like heroin addicts in Petticoat Lane. Oh, that's me any day of the week, darling. And our first award, it's the Will Smith Award for Audience Participation in a Theatrical Experience. And the nominations are... Evil Dead Rises and the woman next to me who had never seen one of these films. Nominee is Barbenheimer and the Return of the Double Feature. Nominee is Taylor Swift Eras Tour and Max and Daniel's Shoulder Dancing. Nominee is Megan 
and the story audience trying to make fetch happen. And the winner is... Oh, this is so exciting, Dara. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, the cinema screen next to us. <laughs> who were dancing. Who were actually dancing and singing. <laughs> Unlike our theatre. <laughs> Taylor Swift sent us a message that begins with the line, cease and desist. Oh, yes. Our next category is, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Brought to you by the Betty Ford Clinic, because AA is for quitters. And the nominations are... Hijinks on the High Seas. Post-breakup, non-breakup. Claiming credit for a T-Swift story. Drunk double records. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. And the winner is... (gasps) Claiming a T-Swift story that wasn't mine. (laughs) They actually took it brilliantly whenever we did that. Again, Taylor Swift has told us, back the fuck off, I won't even send a cat here. <laughs> Give us Benjamin Button. <laughs> Our next category is the Miranda Priestley Award for groundbreaking homosexual social media content. And the nominations are... Bathroom selfie, any location but you know where. Nominee is gaggles of gays, dressed the same with the caption, living my authentic, unique self, any occasion. Nominee is post that begins with, well, I might as well, if everyone else is, AI app specific. Nominee is concert photos of a blurry video wall captioned, loving my the atmosphere, arena tours only. Nominee is felt cute, might delete later, legacy entry. So oh. excited. Oh, oh, Who, who's going to win? Who's going to win? And the winner is... Felt cute, might delete later, legacy entry, the greatest generation. It's true. They're having a comeback. They are having a comeback. Next category is by Felicia, brought to you by her sister Alicia. Those bitches are crazy. Nominees are Jill Shantos kicked out of Congress. Nominees Jamie Lynn Spears, Woman in Me cameo. Nominee is Justin Traversnake. <laughs> Nominee is Jamie Spears' leg. <laughs> and the last late breaking nominee is the Senate hearing room, Twink Bottom. <laughs> oh, oh who, who's going to win next? Who, 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 who's going to win? I think it's the leg. The leg has been. The leg one. Here to collect the leg is Jamie Lynn Spears. <laughs> Oh, don't don't hobble onto the stage. Not not too much. Not too well, much. Well, she finally has a leg to stand on. <laughs> Our next category, the Gen Z Award for reinventing something that was actually invented before their birth. Nominees are Taylor Swift for inventing the NFL, so her boyfriend had something to do. Nominee is Max for inventing the crescent roll chicken puff. Daniel for inventing moderation. <laughs> Nominee is That One Twink for inventing a ton of drama over brunch. Nominee is Podcasters for inventing radio. (laughs) And the winner is Taylor Swift. And fun fact, 
Even though she invented the NFL, the idea took actual hold when America realised they could use it to piss off New York State. Oh, 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 that's wonderful. Alright, our next category is Time Person of the Year, The Other Considerations, brought to you by Goop. Goop? This is what my vagina smells like. <laughs> Nominees are Gwyneth Paltrow's egg, which does smell like my vagina. Nominee is Gwyneth Paltrow's other egg, which smells like butthole. Third nominee, the lawyer of Father Defense. You know who. Fourth nominee, Beyonce. Oh, oh. Category is, category is, the lawyer for the defense. The lawyer can't be here. She's in the bathroom complimenting everyone on their dresses for the night. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. The Hubs Award for Serving Unapologetic Cunt on Record. Nominees are... Gwyneth Paltrow for The Ski Trial. Nominee is Brit Brit for Calling Out Jamie Lynn in print. Nominee is Congress Twink for Getting Raw Dogged, Filming It, But Being Completely Shot It Got Out. Nominee is George Santos for Raw Dogging Congress Trink and releasing it on Cameo. Nominee is Taylor Swift for Every Taylor Edition. And the winner is... Jill Shantos for the 1989 Taylor Edition. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, that was such a great edition. And this is our last award before we take a short break. Yes. Our next category is Shipped Up the Damned Award, brought to you by the Lusitania. Now bigger than the Titanic, because we can dodge ice. Nominees are... Sickness post-cruise. Nominee is... The, Ven- the Virginia Transmission Road Trip. Personal favourite of mine. Oh, yes. Nominee is... Stepford, Connecticut. Yes. The nominee is... The Richmond Marathon Hotel. Well, that was a charming experience. Oh, yes, and I think we all know who this winner is... The Transmission Road Trip. <laughs> I am just so honoured. Uh, we had such a trip just to have our transmission blow next to a Confederate flag and then have the tow truck break down. I just really think that we just live the Americana lifestyle. I would like to thank Ford for creating such a quality car <laughs> and in this modern age... Let's all buy America. Daniel, do you want to tell us why why the Chrissy Awards came about? I mean, let's just say Chrissy the American Girl doll. Visceral experience for me on this podcast for some reason, unbeknownst. I think my therapist is going to have to get into it. Well, why, why need a therapist when you have a complete award ceremony to get over this shit I know and on that note I have a surprise last minute category the Chrissy Award for Dolls Better Than That Bitch Chrissy oh thank you nominees are Margot Robbie for Barbie period gross Ken for putting your marriage above your own secret wants and desires Stevie Nicks the first Barbie to come (laughs) with a cum rag (laughs) that one G.I. Joe that gave you a gay awakening Next nominee is Every American Girl Doll Cancelled for Cultural Reasons. Oh my god. Next nominee is Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> and the winner is 
Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> Here to collecting is the Paulo Abdul set tape that got jammed in there 25 years ago. Oh, did this happen to you? We never had one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just heard rumour. <laughs> that was a shock. I know. No one saw that one coming. Well, no. Lucky, lucky Nick, and lucky yeah. she was ready with a crusty camera. Yes, yes, yes. So our next category is Repeat Offender Award. Brought to you by Rihanna. Have you announced your baby today? The nominees are Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Megan Griner, Kylie Minogue, Gwyneth Paltrow's egg, and, shockingly, Gwyneth Paltrow's other egg. Mm. Oh, yes. Who's the winner? Kylie Minogue! Yes. She padamed and she padamed again. She did indeed. Category is the Lydia Tarr Award for films that we may have been less invested in had we known they weren't based on truth. <laughs> oh, there were a few of those. Nominee is Tar. Next nominee, Oppenheimer, because there's no way a white man will destroy the world. Nominee is Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smackdown. And the winner is Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smackdown. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh surprise of the season it really truly is oh, all right the next award is the dr seuss book award brought to you by bp publishing if only he'd pick up a book and read nominees are secret city other nominee the Fursey murder club series free books nominee is the woman in me brought to you by senate twink mm, yes. nominee is when Brooklyn was queer. And the winner is... Secret City! Yay! Because it took Matt so long to read it. <laughs> it's no secret it took so long to read. <laughs> Next category, the Kevin McAllister Award for Uninvited Guests. Oh, yes. Nominees are... Deaf Dog for Barking Just Because She's Not Getting Attention. Nominee is The Hubs for thinking he can open up a bag of chips quietly. Nominee is Dwayne for needing a wee. It was a nice day. That was a great one. Oh, yes. Nominee is The City of D.C. Emergency Services. We haven't heard them at all this episode. We just did. Yes. The winner is The Hubs for thinking he can open up a bag of chips quietly. He's done it not once, but twice. It was a bold, brave, brave choice he made. Didn't quite work out, but he got his chips. It was brazen, like a wee sometimes. Alright, the next award is the Earworm Award, brought to you by Danny Minogue. It's sort of catchy. Nominees are... Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Padam, Padam by Kylie Minogue. Antihero by Taylor Jeanette Swift. Taylor Swift 1989 edition Jill Shantos version mm. Dance the Night Away by Duala Lupa mm-hmm. and I Wish You Well by Brynith Paltrow's Other Egg mm. oh yes and the winner is Padam Padam oh my god it was the surprise of the summer we just can't but quite believe it it was indeed and now next up the Jada Pinkett Smith Award for Please Get These People Out of Your Mouth, We're Bored of You Talking About Them. <laughs> Nominees are 
the hubs, he comes in like a wrecking ball. The priest, we're, we were all rooting for you. The dogs, yes, they're looking what you think they are. Taylor Swift, enough said. And the winner is... You do the honors on this one. Oh! It's a tie between the priest. Oh. Because everyone wanted to know at the start of the year. But then we got Bard and Taylor Swift came in. So it's split between oh. Taylor Swift and the priest. Well done, priest and Taylor Swift. They'll share the crown together. Oh, they'll have to break it in two. Maybe three. We can all be participants. Yes. Next is the Enid Gardens Bloom Award. Ooh. Brought to you by Jeffrey. How simple is that? L Grey, the nominees are L Grey Jim Fizz, the Buffalo Chicken Puff, Egg Rolls, and finally, an Autumn Harvest Punch. And the winner is <gasps> the Buffalo Chicken Puff. I am accepting this award on behalf of all Midwestern housewives. You reach for that spice wreck <laughs> and dust it off. You do something, boo. <laughs> and now my final award. Mm-hmm. The Diane Keating, Nancy Myers and Nora Ephron Award for adding unnecessary drama into your lives, but it kind of works out in the end. Nominees are... Heading back to England with unresolved family drama. Nominee is setting ridiculous targets for the consumption of books and movies. So true. Nominee is starting a weekly podcast with your bestie. Nominee is adopting a new dog, period. Nominee is having both sets of parents in the house together for the sake of saying, well, we had a house full. And the winner is... Starting a podcast with your bestie. Yay! Collecting this award is the office ladies. Oh, not us. No. Well, they should know. They should know. And we're at our final category of the night. The Devil Wears Chanel Fashion Award. Brought to you by Scaparelli, because why not add another brand into it? Yes. Nominees are The Met Gala and Halfway. Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Lady Bird Johnson in yellow. Andre Leon Taddy collection being sold. Goodbye. And finally, Princess Kate in Winter White. And our final winner of this evening is Met Gala and Halfway. And that's been the first annual Christie Awards. We'd just like to say that if you weren't a winner tonight, don't worry, no one felt like they won. <laughs> right, we really all lost, truly. How do you feel, quick round up? Do you feel like it was shock shook if? I feel like it was a little bit shock shook if. I feel like Kylie may have like ran away with stuff. I'm just saying. Literally, well, she's yeah, she did well. Literally. Well, I feel that wrapped up our year nicely. We'll get the Christian Awards sent out. It will look just like a giant vagina on top of a bit of 2 by 4 It will look like a self-portrait of the other egg. I'm excited for this other egg. Maybe that will be the one next year. Maybe it just wasn't the other egg's year. Yeah. It's I always in the original egg shadow. I know. I know. It tries. It tries. Well, I think we've kept our audience kidnapped and tied up for long now. Should we move on to the end of the show? We should move on to the end. <laughs> Thank you. 
And here we are at the end of the show. Yes. Daniel, do you have a gagged and gooped? I do have a gagged and gooped. I don't have a gagged and gooped. So if you We've have a gagged recently and noticed, I have noticed, you know, we're 46 episodes in, that I'm gagging and gooping a bit more, and you're more word of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so we're going to move through the story a little bit quickly, but it's actually quite interesting. Mm hmm. Recently, at a performance of Hamilton, mm -hmm. they switched casts. Oh. Like, during the middle during, of the During the interval, they switched oh. actual roles around. Halfway through at the interval, they switched roles in Hamilton. I'm going to read from Playbill, mm -hmm. because it's, it is a little bit complex, but it makes sense. Uh-huh. So the performance started with Alexander Hamilton standby, Mark Delacruz, in on the Tony-winning musical's title role. Mm -hmm. Kyle Scatliff was in his regular role as the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. Mm -hmm. By intermission, Scatliff was forced to go home due to sickness. Oh. And who happened to be the only person in the building left who's rehearsed to cover the Laf Lafayette and Jefferson? Mark de la Cruz. Oh. So luckily, there was one other person at the Richard Rogers who was, had rehearsed to play Alexander Hamilton, ensemble actor Alexander Ferguson. So that meant for Act Two, Dela Cruz became Jefferson and Ferguson, and Jefferson and Ferguson became Hamilton. With swim at the swing, Adam Ale Perez taking over Ferguson's ensemble as an ensemble track. Ha! Huh. That's live theatre for you. So it wasn't planned. It was like someone yeah, really got. They literally realised that there they was only, and I just saw that and thought that was a really nice little little story. That is very nice. So my word of the week is Elysian, beautiful or creative. Elysian. How wonderful. Yes, because I feel like the Chrissies were Elysian this week. Yes, do you have a petticoat lane? Well, we sort of went my petticoat lane. Don't send emails the Friday before Christmas, people. Just don't. This so middle management yeah. saying don't do it. So we are speaking to you from the podcast Dead Zone. We hope we've, we've made some new friends this week. No yeah. one else is actually probably going to be releasing. But we are in what they call betwixtmas. Mm-hmm. I know I'm doing some work this week. I know you're not. I'm I'm saving my time off. I'm doing. I'm catching up with my breath a little bit. But I don't think we have a petticoat lane. But it's Wednesday morning. It's the day after day after Christmas. Mm, yes. I really hope that everyone is having a nice chill week. This is the last podcast of 2023. Yeah. So our petticoat lane is not really that. It's just space to breathe. Yes, we grant you grace to do so. And we wish you a fabulous new year. Yes. Have a great New Year's Eve. I know it's not as wild as it used to be. Mm -hmm. And let's start the new year happy and healthy mm -hmm. and safe. Daniel, have we covered everything this year? Darling, we have barely set the agenda. To the millennium! To the millennium. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.